What is up, everyone? You are listening to the Scoop and Score podcast, a show about everything football and sports going on. Thank you for listening. Remember to share with friends and family if you enjoy. Uh, And also remember to follow uh, us on Twitter, at Scoop Podcast, so you can see us uh, send guest host Zach Brokaw uh, through a table, Bill's Mafia style. We got the followers that we needed, so it is happening. I'm guessing Saturday? Saturday we'll probably do it. He'll be day drinking for college football. So, what kind of table are you going to send him through? Got an oak, oak, (laughs) solid oak. (laughs) It's not a bad idea if we can find one. It's going to be expensive. We should get like a really thick table to surprise him, so like it won't break, (laughs) like a titanium table. Oh yeah. It lands on his. Get a workbench. Oh, we should. We should just get like a little like plastic like little tykes table. Uh, but yeah, uh, for today's episode, I have Reha and Jack joining us in the studio. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, first time with both of you guys in the studio. How exciting. Very exciting. I know. Yeah. I haven't had a three-way like this in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good. Feels <laughs> right. Uh, great show ahead. We have uh, sports news, including Big Ten football coming back, six, week six uh, recaps, Twink's reaction to his uh, lock of the week, and more. Let's start the show. Uh, just a little um, news from last week, the week six pickums, and I'm only bringing this up because I did win with uh, nine Ooh. wins. Uh, Twink came in second with eight, and then Dalton was last with only seven correct wins. So, Joe not pick any this week. Joe was not. He was busy. Oh, yeah. I didn't get any snaps from him about being really good at the pickums. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Uh, and then let's go on some sports news. MLB, Dodgers versus Rays in the World Series. Uh, game two is going on as we speak right now, but Dodgers won game one, eight to three. Um, and it's interesting the way that these teams got here. Uh, Dodgers came back from 3-1 down, which... Uh, impressive. Very impressive. I was kind of hoping the Braves would win that just because, you know, a little bit of an underdog. Yeah, but I also wanted to see another championship in L.A. and everyone just lose their shit there. Okay, I wanted the Astros to win. So Astros Dodgers. Whoa. I wanted the Dodgers to kick the absolute shit out of the Astros. <laughs> huh. I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. Because after that whole cheating deal, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of screwed the Dodgers over. Because who knows? The Dodgers could have beat them. That what one was it? 2016, 2017? 2017. Yeah, that would be interesting. I didn't even think about that. Uh, and then the uh, Tampa Bay Rays avoid giving up a 3-0 lead. Uh, gate or the series went to Game Seven, but. They pulled it out game seven against the Astros, so pretty happy about that. A lot of people probably happy about that because not a lot of people are fans of the Astros anymore. Jack, you watch any MLB? Uh, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yankees guy? A little bit. Kind of more towards the Cubs now just because location you can see him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that's uh, fair. Are you a Yankees guy? No, I'm actually a Dodgers one just because they're from L.A. Big L.A. guy. Big L.A. Because usually you have like – your three teams are either the Lakers, Yankees, and Cowboys. Seems like every Lakers fan likes the Yankees and the Cowboys, oh. vice versa. Just America's teams, or I guess the oldest ones that have been around. Yeah. Their families, I oh. guess, probably passed down there. That's a good point too. Uh, speaking of uh, Lakers and the NBA, we got some NBA news. Tyron Lue gets a five-year deal with uh, the LA Clippers. Uh, Reha, is that a good fit for the Clippers? I mean. To go from Doc Rivers to a guy like Tyron Liu, does that make sense for the Clippers? Or Yeah, I think it's going to be more like the players are going to run more things 
I guess like with, how like I, with the Cavs, with yeah. LeBron kind of doing his thing, like letting. I feel like he's going to do a good job of allowing them to kind of have their like say and allow them to do what they want. And then like if it gets kind of out of hand, then he can kind of manage it. But it's just going to be more of like manager style of coaching instead of like a prep. Yeah, that's exactly like, like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, that might work out better for the Clippers too with with that much know, talent. Yeah, because it's probably hard to coach that much talent. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it, but. Mm-hmm. You know, you I just want to let them practice together, get the chemistry, and then let them go out there and play ball. Since yeah. they have such great IQs and abilities. And I feel like when you're sitting there, like you know, controlling what they do, they might get frustrated with mm-hmm. each other, with the coach, and it might not gel well. Whereas, saying it might flow better and yeah. get better results. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, going all in on Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, trying oh, to get him. I didn't see that. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Yeah, they're saying like they're gonna pull out all the stops to try and get him. Well, is he a free agent like this year, or does he have another year on his contract? Because I, I know he it's was under contract for some reason, but maybe he's not. I don't. Know. Yeah, because it... maybe he has a player option. Oh yeah, could be a player option. But yeah, that is pending. Wow, that'd be nuts. That'd be, that'd be a perfect fit. That would be a really good fit. It'd be a fun fit because they have all the players like to. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. it just if him and Jimmy can play together, which I think they could. Yeah, he probably thrives under uh, being that off guard and cutting to the basket and stuff like that. He can just play defense. Then yeah, he doesn't have he to really have the ball in his hands. Too, yeah. mm-hmm. And Spolster's good at stars too. Yeah, very true. And also, uh, just today, Stan Man Gundy will be New Orleans Pelicans' new head coach. I saw that. Yeah. So. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, I don't mind it. I don't either. He hasn't. Co- Who was the last team he coached? Oh, uh, was it? Hmm, I don't remember now. Did he have anything to do with the Knicks? Well, he was with the Pistons, wasn't yeah. he? When they won, right before they got. And was uh, he with the Magic or is that Jeff? Yeah. No, no, no. Stan Van Gundy was, or yeah, Stan Van Gundy uh, coached the Magic when they had Dwight Howard and okay, stuff. Okay, and he was with the Pistons before then. No, after. Oh, okay. Yeah, because then he, I'm pretty sure he was the head coach right before Dwayne Casey got there. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I'm remembering right, I de- I definitely could be wrong. Who else just hired a coach recently? Though who hired the Raptors assistant? Oh, because he's from Iowa. He's from Storm Lake. Hmm. There's currently three head coaches in the NBA from the state of Iowa right now. Really? Damn. Nick Nurse, that guy, and then I can't remember the other guy's name. Can't yeah. remember where he coaches either. Basketball state. Apparently, <laughs> a lot of knowledge, not not the talent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, you guys have anything to add to either MLB or NBA? Uh, are they getting close to 76ers coach yet? Do you have any word on that? Uh, they hired Doc Rivers. Oh, they did? Oh, that shit, was yeah. I thought that was just rumored. Oh, was no, it? they... Oh, Pacers hired the Raptors assistant, by the way, too. Oh, okay. But, yeah. That's hmm. crazy. When's the draft? Is that coming up? That has to be coming up here soon. Yeah, I heard it was late October. You should check that. <laughs> late October, early November. It's probably tonight. We're just missing out. <laughs> that would be crazy. I feel like there would probably be a little bit of news about that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's very an uninteresting. Tr- I mean, it's interesting, definitely. November 18th. November 18th. Oh, okay. So that's a little bit away. Yeah. Um, the Warriors are really high on Terry's Halliburton. Mm. Could they trade down, then? I don't know. I think he'll go top five. So I don't know how much... how far down they could trade. Yeah, that's fair. Weird draft for NBA this year without... Like, the tournament. No, those, the, the Mad, like, March Madness really get 
those kind of players yeah, a chance you, to you really see who's a star. Glow. Yeah. That's what we we were talking about that a while back. How like we really don't. We can't say no one's good because we didn't get a C in all season. Yeah, it seems like an underwhelming class could end up being a great class. Yeah, because usually, like, players develop, and then March Madness, it really, like, they show out. Yeah. Like, no uh, good. John Morant. Yep. And even a lot of the freshmen, because it takes the freshmen mm-hmm. a while to get going, and mm-hmm. usually freshmen are, there's probably, like, what, six freshmen every top ten? Yeah. So, like, Just those know. guys that have to go play. Yeah, like Kentucky guys. They are they go, getting rid of that? I don't know. Oh, yeah, uh, D-League. Yeah, so like D-League. where they can just make it, like, you can go straight to the D-League and then... G-League. Or G-League. When they change. Sorry, I have, like, two years. Uh, like, last year. Okay. Yeah, but then they can just get called up when they if they're mm-hmm. proving themselves again. Well, I think they have to do a full year with the G-League. Oh, well, while getting paid, but... Go, go ahead and make money instead. Yeah. Maybe that'll change the NCAA's mind about not paying athletes. Well, I think they... Haven't they changed that already? Or is it in the works right it's now? it's in the works. Yeah. Well, they should have done it... 50 years ago. Probably. Uh, then we got some NCAA football news uh, from this past weekend. Go ahead if you guys want to point out a game that you guys want to talk about. Uh, Clemson over Georgia Tech, 73-7. to Largest victory like in ACC history. Disgusting. Yeah, that's insane. Georgia Tech's basketball team didn't allow that many points. <laughs> like 20 games last year or something. Oh my God. Uh, I, saw, I can't remember where I heard that, but... <laughs> Uh, South Carolina upsets Auburn 30-22. to Kentucky destroys uh, Tennessee 34-7. to FSU upsets uh, North Carolina 31-28. to That one shocked me. Did you see the like, drive summary on that Kentucky-Tennessee game? Mm-mm. So, like, Tennessee's first five drives went punt, punt, interception for touchdown, interception for touchdown, interception. Yeah, Jeez. I did see that. Tennessee quarterback threw two pick sixes right in a row. Wow. How do you do that? And then another pick on the next Yeah. One. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe go take the bench for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Think about what you're go, doing out there. Go clear your head. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, North Carolina, that was number five. They only dropped the a 14, th- though. I mean, FSU isn't. They're not a good team. Yeah. You guys ready for uh, Oklahoma State, Iowa State this weekend? I'm pumped. I'm nervous. You know, I was thinking if – watch, I listen to – I can't remember what I'd listen to. But if Iowa State didn't lose that first game, they'd probably be number five or number six right now in the country. Yeah, they're sitting, they have projections right now for like the playoffs. Where like yeah, because look at Oklahoma State's wins. They're yeah. ass. They should not be number six. Yeah, this will be huge for us. And we always played our competition, so we'll see how it yeah. goes. Yeah, it's, it's going to be nerve-wracking. Yeah. What Especially time is that game on Saturday? 2.30? It's the same time as the Iowa game, isn't Who's it? Who's a safety? Our safety got... Oh, Ashim Young. Yeah. He's good. So we're going to have to miss him for a half, yeah. first half. So that's going to be rough. Yeah. He's really good. Uh, also, Alabama beat uh, number three, Georgia, 41-24. Wasn't really that close. Nick Saban carrying the COVID. Didn't care. <laughs> Did you see the ref? What? Nick Saban pulled down his mask a little bit, and the ref, like, backed off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and then we also have uh, Big Ten football coming back this uh, next week. We touched, or you talked about it a little bit uh, with what time the Iowa game's going. But to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the Big Ten football, we got Joe Crossdeck, our Big Ten insider. Let's get Joe on the phone. All right, Joe, we got you on the phone now. Big Ten football is coming up uh, this weekend. Are you excited to uh, 
You decided to see it. Has college football been uh, the same? Well, no, not for me it hasn't, at least. Um, yeah. You know, I got the Cyclones to watch, and they've been doing pretty good. But, you know, it's really always waiting for Nebraska. And, uh, you know, wanted football, and we finally got it. So it's big time this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we got uh, seven games, I believe it is, uh, tipping off this weekend for the Big Ten. Uh who do you think is going to win some of these matchups? I can list them if you want. Uh, but is there any like is there any underdog that you think is going to win in the first game back? Well, I think there's one that uh, might surprise a lot of people. Uh, I'll, I'll run through here for you. I got them listed. Uh, oh, perfect. Illinois, Wisconsin on Friday night. Wisconsin is going to take them, but uh, if Illinois wants a chance, this will be it before Wisconsin gets their next you know four year running back that's going to rush for fifteen hundred yards at least every year. Okay. Get them now while they can. Uh, Rutgers, Michigan State, two brand new head coaches to the Big Ten or to their new schools, and uh, so one of them will start out one and zero. But Rutgers has never won a Big Ten opener, so look for uh, Mel Tucker at Michigan State to get it done there. Okay, that brings us to uh, Nebraska at Ohio State, and you know you're asking for an underdog. I think this will be the one. You know Nebraska's been campaigning hard to play football this fall. They wanted it. Let's see something out of it, you know. God damn it. A lot on defense to the draft. Maybe this is it. Who knows? God damn it, Joe. How did we know? I have to ask you, Joe. Does Justin Fields concern you at all, or are you worried about him? Of course he concerns me. I mean, he's a a hell of a player, but I think if anybody's going to, you know, similar to Wisconsin, if you want to take him down, it'll be week one to do it before they get their shit figured out. No, I... That's a good point. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not... I don't think that's too crazy of a prediction either. Well, Nebraska's got a lot of question marks themselves, and, you know, it's been a rough couple-year stretch there for us. And hopefully, you know, this will be the... Hopefully this is the year that uh, we kind of break that cycle. I think, you know, started off with a win against a Ohio State team. That'll be that'll be big time. The, uh, the alliance between Nebraska and Ohio State, the two teams that really campaigned and worked hard to get football going this year. So there's a lot of respect here between these two teams and two fan bases. Hey, don't you forget about Iowa. Fuck Iowa. Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, who's Iowa play this weekend? Iowa's got Purdue in the matchup that nobody gives a shit about. Oh. Iowa and Purdue. Yeah, give me Purdue and, uh, who's it, Rondale or, not Rondale. Yeah, Rondale Moore. Yeah, he's going to go for like, he's going to go for like 500 total yards. Yeah. Quit egging him on, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, what else we got here? Um, Penn State, Indiana. I think this could be a surprisingly good game. Tom Allen and Indiana. They're all, they're the new uh, sleeper tough team on the Big Ten schedule, I see. Okay. Penn State's always tough, so we'll see about that. Um, Michigan, Minnesota. Two teams that I'm not too hyped about. Uh, two coaches that are, you know... They're a lot more personality than they are uh, coaching, I think. Okay. What do, what do I? That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Joe, did you say Minnesota with a Minnesota accent? <laughs> I don't think so. It sounded like you did. I guess more you did. <laughs> I might have. I don't know. All right. So, um, then Maryland at Northwestern, which I don't. I don't have anything about that game. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one is uh, the least interesting, the Maryland-Northwestern game or the Iowa-Purdue game? Probably Maryland-Northwestern game. 
because uh, Purdue's at least got Rondale, like Cole said. And, you know, he injured himself last year, so it'll be interesting to see how he comes back uh, this year off of the – I think it was a – I think it was a knee injury, so hopefully he comes back strong. He was an electric player to watch his freshman year. Yeah, I'm excited to see him. Uh, Joe, with the shortened season and uh, us already seeing a lot of the college teams uh, playing, do you think there is a legit shot for a Big Ten team to go into the college football playoffs? I think there's definitely a chance. Um, The the problem is is, – you can't have any COVID tests, really, because mm-hmm. uh, or COVID positives, because they are just barely scraping the minimum amount of games for there to be a chance for them to play in the playoffs. So if they have to reschedule games and you know move the season back later, that's pushing. I don't know, but it's possible for a Big Ten team to get in there. Uh, the Big Twelve, they've already kind of been eating up on each other. Pac twelve. I don't think Pac-12 will be back in time for that. Yeah. ACC, you have Clemson looking tough like always, and then you have the SEC. So, really, I mean, it's primed open for a Big Ten champ to make it in there. Yeah, true that. Do you think it's going to be like either Ohio State or Penn State, or do you think another team could uh, go into it? Well, you know, those are the two that really you know have the best shot at it. Uh, you can throw Michigan and Wisconsin in there too, but I still think that they're you know a step away from where they need to be for that. Um, and then you got you know your dark horses like you do every year with you know Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota. All of them you know are kind of around that third tier bubble, but I don't think any of those three will. But those top two, like you said, Ohio State, Penn State, could definitely make a push for it. Okay. You guys have any questions? No, I don't think so. Joe covered Big Ten pretty well. If I'm happy they're playing, though, just because it makes it more of a legitimate season. Yeah. And as an Iowa State fan, if Iowa State actually has a really good year this year and the Big Ten didn't play, it'd That's just all be a you're going to hear about. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a real season. So thank God the Big Ten is playing, just because yeah, it could true. be legitimate. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I throw uh, in a dark horse um, for the Big Ten is Minnesota. Yeah, I think Minnesota is a pretty quality team, too. Yeah. Um, under the radar. Who's their quarterback? Tanner Morgan or something like that. I can't remember his name. Yeah, that's right. Did that receiver come back? That declared for the draft, or is he? Yeah. Um, I oh, think he did. He did. Bateman. I'm pretty yeah. sure he did actually. He's yeah. good. He's yeah, because he's projected yeah. to be like a top five pick, I think, next year, or something like that. At least top ten. Uh, Joe, do you have anything to add about Big Ten coming back? Um, you know, I'm just happy we finally got it back. That's that's all I'm gonna say. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for insulting all the uh, Iowa Hawk uh, listeners that we have. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't think you did. Uh, they well, know my stance. Uh, and I will be talking to you on next episode. All right. Sounds good. All right. See you later. All right. And then last bit of news, NFL. Uh, this one I'm very passionate about. Tua Tungavailoa to start week eight after bye week. Why? He must look really good. No, no. He has to. Why would he start him then? Be, I, I don't know. Has but Fitzpatrick looked that good, though? He hasn't looked that good, but they are second in the division. They're 3-3. Three and three. Uh, I don't even know Same when the last time. National championship game. Jalen Hurts, not playing too good. Throws two and wins the game. Could be like that. That's how you get him started. Yeah. Him in. 
No. Ryan deser- deserves this team. I want to see him play. Um, I'm not saying that Tua is going to be bad. I'm just saying that Ryan did nothing to lose his job. But when you invest so much into a young quarterback and you got a 37-year-old shaky veteran like Fitzpatrick. That's taking some hits. Yeah. He's loving football. I mean, it's not like oh, yeah, he's having a blast. He's anything. loving it, but yeah. has anything to prove. But I think that they're more doing it kind of like, hey, we're doing this good. If we can throw in a consistent guy like Tua, if he comes out and he can control the ball a little bit better, because, you know, I think Fitzpatrick's had a pick in, like, every game. That it's more like, hey, this guy gives us a chance instead of having that roller coaster. Is Fitzpatrick going to be hot? Is he going to be cold? You might get more consistency. I think that might be what they're kind of going for to level this season throughout the rest of the way and maybe give them a legitimate chance at winning out and getting first in their division. Yeah, and the Dolphins, like... You know, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, it kind of sucks for Fitzmagic, but the Dolphins are probably looking at the Chargers and looking how Joe Burrow's doing. They're like, well, oh, shit, they're probably getting the itch to get their quarterback in there, you know? Yeah. I don't like it. I mean, yeah, you still got to feel bad for the guy. I feel terrible for him. Yeah. Said he was heartbroken. Yeah, I mean, like, he went in there, finally got his chance to, like, play, and he's been playing pretty well. That it's just kind of like, ah, oh, shit. Just trade him to Dallas. Yeah. Oh, they could do that. They probably would. Yeah. That'd be cool. Who's the third string on the Dolphins right now? Josh Rosen. No, he's, no, the he's on like the Bucks. Oh, yeah. They released him. Hmm. The Bucks swept him up. Well, that's a good one to keep under Tom Brady. So. Yeah. Hmm. No, but two of them must be looking really good or something. I don't know. I don't know why they do that, but. You know what, my stance on it might change after I see him in week eight, but for right now, not happy. Yeah, I bet you, I bet you it was more of like, hey, this guy's already would win the, the starting spot, but we are concerned about this injury still, so we got to make sure that he can go through this much practice, get kind of in rhythm, make sure he's got the movements back that he needs before we put him in a game. Yeah. Because that's a huge investment. You just throw him in week one, and he's not actually fully recovered with like the movements that he would make during a game takes a hit and then re-injures bam. himself and then bam you're out he's probably done pick. for Chris yeah. probably done yeah so I don't know uh, executive says uh, Washington football team will keep their name in 2021 can they not find a new name it's tough I mean everything is going to be a controversy name, name a mascot Red Wolves oh Red really what that's what I said are Wolves Red <laughs> there are Red Wolves yeah, but do you have to call them red? You could just call them wolves. Fine, wolves. No, you can't do that. That's, <laughs> that's singling out an animal. There's always going to be a problem. I mean, I don't understand why they had to ever change the Redskins. That does not make sense to me. Well, I mean, uh, they enjoyed it. They've come out and said that they enjoyed yeah. it? Yeah. They said that, that we are kind of offended that we got that taken away because, I mean, like that was kind of cool to have be represented on a national level. Hmm. Did you not see anything on that? No. That was actually kind of big. Did you say it real? I didn't, but I mean, I could pull up an article after this. Okay, you read up on it. It's pretty cool. Uh, McCaffrey could return week nine, which is very surprising. Kind of hurts my fantasy team that has Mike Davis on it. So yeah, he's actually playing really well right now. Mm-hmm. He's playing really well. The Teddy Bridgewater's playing really well. Yeah, would you rush him? Won some games? No. No, like they with just Mike, extended with Mike them. Davis doing this well. I mean, why? Well, I remember when I asked you, is Christian McCaffrey the problem for the Panthers? <laughs> yeah, because you you bring in Mike Davis and he's doing everything. And they're winning McCaffrey. some games. Yeah, they didn't win any of McCaffrey in there. 
I'm I'm just gonna pull a plug on that combo. Uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, probably gonna be with the Chiefs this week. Yeah, suiting up. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I don't know. I was gonna ask you. Do you think it's gonna be like? Do you think all of a sudden he's gonna be the same Bell? The Steelers. I don't think he's going to be the same, but I do think you think he'll be better. I think he'll be better without Adam Gase. Yeah, without Adam Gase and with a much better offensive line. Mm-hmm. It's. I think he'll be solid. He'll be good, but I don't think he'll be. Yeah, he'll, he won't be the same Le'Veon. We yeah, saw. How and the, the way that uh, Edwards Hilaire played uh, on Monday night, they're definitely going to keep giving him the rock. Um, but in two weeks, uh, week eight, I believe the Kansas City Chiefs played the New York Jets. Is he going to go for 300? Oh, they're definitely going to play them all game. And just hand the ball. Pat Mahomes is going to be like, hey, you know what? I don't need the stats. I already have an incredible stat line. Just run all over them. Mm-hmm. Make sure I don't get hurt in this game because that would be a waste. Yeah. What were you going to add? How do you think they split the carries, though? Like, I mean, like Bell's going to be new to the offense. I mean, still, he's been in the league, kind of has a like, – he understands how the NFL-style offense works, but – like how much? How much do you think they really play him this year? I or do you think it could almost be how much? Like I mean, like obviously it's gonna be super beneficial for Edward Tiller to get yeah to get like a mentor like Bell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like with the way Edward Tiller, like when they give him like volume carries, I mean he he's on he's really outstanding. Good. Yeah, he's so good. Like he's guaranteed to break out like a thirty-yard run, twenty-yard at least if he gets fifteen carries. Yeah. Well, I mean ten probably, but. No, I think at the start it's gonna he's gonna be like more of a third down role, you know. He'll get his carries, but I think once like into the season playoffs, he'll like take on maybe like how Damian Williams was in the playoffs. How he just goes off. Yeah, I could see that happening. Get kind of fresher legs in there. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. That'd be a smart move too. Yeah. What do you think? No, oh, I agree. I don't think it's gonna be like a last year Lashawn McCoy um, thing where they don't use him at all or like use him like regular um, like. Just not enough. I think it is going to be a big impact signing, whether they use him like in the slot. Um, Le'Veon Bell is a great pass protector. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they use him. Uh, next up, we got Seattle interested in uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, also, a couple other teams are interested in Antonio Brown, but Seattle was the one that was named in the article. Uh, what do you guys think about the Antonio Brown interest? Do the Seahawks really need another receiver? Couldn't hurt. They still have Josh Gordon. Yeah, what do you do? He's not back yet, but you get Deke. If you can, you imagine if they put out DK, Antonio Brown, and Josh Gordon, and Tyler Lockett. You didn't have to put Tyler Lockett out there. Just put that much like speed and size out there. Yeah, and just let Russell throw a ball up there and. That'd be the game plan for me if I had those three guys. Four verts? Yeah, every time. <laughs> uh, every yeah, time. it would be crazy. Uh, what do you think about it, Riha? I just, you know, that's already a dangerous offense. I mean, throwing him in there, they'd have to make sure, like, he's not going to affect, his personality's not going to affect the team in yeah. a negative way. Yeah. But his talent, I mean, I guarantee he's still incredible. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I think him going to uh, the reigning Super Bowl champs, I think they know how to conduct the locker room. So, I mean, they're not going to take any of his stuff. But also guys like um, Ramon Foster and Pouncey have said, like, he wasn't a locker room problem in uh, Pittsburgh. It was just business. And um, if anything, they were just upset that he 
went business over, like, all in on the team. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's fair to do as a running back because all the stuff that they have to deal with, with where the market is and uh, durability. Yeah, length of the career for a running Mm -hmm. back is, like, like like for you to be a really effective running back is, like, five years, I think. Probably. What about the Ravens? Whatever happened with the Ravens, like, before (laughs) the season started, there was a lot of talk. Or not before. It was... Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, right before the season started, they were working out. Mm-hmm. What happened there? Did it? Oh, maybe they're one of the teams still interested. Antonio Brown has just had to serve his uh, suspension, and then I mean, wouldn't that be kind of fun to see him go there? Yeah, they need it. Mm-hmm. The passing offense isn't looking uh, that great. And then last bit of uh, NFL news: Cowboys players say that the coaching staff was unprepared before the Arizona game. Uh, Carthy commented and <laughs> said uh, he wished he would have kept it in house, but. Uh, Jack, you are a Packers fan. You've had Mike McCarthy. What do you think about the story? He literally said, Mike McCarthy literally said, I feel like this is the most prepared we've been for a week. Yeah, and then after, it came out. After that happened, I'm like, there's no way. But at the same time, I mean, like, I feel like it just kind of validates a little bit more of, like, you know, he rides coattails a lot. Like, Ooh. he went in there. And it was like, I'm not going to bring my offense in. You guys can just use your offense. So what What did he – he didn't change anything really. Yeah, it's still uh, Kellen, Kellen – Moore. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Why did I want to say Kellen Winslow? Who's no, that? Old tight end. Oh. He's in prison now, but <laughs> there's two of them actually. Kellen, Sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Kellen Winslow Jr. is in prison, okay. I think. Kellen Moore. But, yeah, I mean, he was a good offensive coordinator coordinator last year so I'm not surprised I mean he was one of the only guys that didn't get fired from the Jason Garrett thing so maybe that was also a Jones suggestion if he got the job like let's still use his offense because obviously it's producing yeah and then they were like let's fuck up the defense though yeah they should have real like my opinion the Cowboys should have hired like a defensive minded Coach, yeah. Head coach. Uh, absolutely. Especially if they're keeping Kellen Moore. When you have that many weapons on offense they're going to work. Mind, isn't he? Yeah. And the thing about yeah. McCarthy, he he rode, like you said, he rode Brett Favre, yeah. and he rode Rodgers. I mean, most coaches don't get a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he had two of them. Yeah, and, like, people are talking, like, oh, how did Aaron Rodgers not win another one yet? It's like, well, coaching is a huge part. Yeah, look how good Rodgers looks now. Yeah, like, he's second year with this, like, first year, they still went 13-3. It's like, imagine when he actually understands the system, like, the back of his hand, like he did with McCarthy's, and he literally would go out there and basically play call. Oh, I know. That's... Like, it's just kind of it's. I feel bad for the Cowboys because they have so much talent on that team. They really do. And I know, like even um, Spencer Railsback, shout out Spence, told me today that Jalen Smith had a statement where he said, like, we have these big, athletic, great defensive players, and we're hustling to the ball, like we're hustling where we're supposed to be going. We just don't know where we're supposed to be necessarily. Yeah, they said that they've like had a lot of uh, different like. Um, formations and schemes and stuff like that and I can't remember who was talking about it but they're like uh, some of the players wish they'd just focus on one so that they know yeah, like, what to do keep it simple position. If, this, if it's going this bad this early maybe revert to the simplicity of it let them play and then like during the week maybe sprinkle it in a little bit but like don't overwhelm them like this without, without an offseason they'll really understand Mm-hmm. Their defense, their new defensive schemes and stuff like that. Because, like you've seen, I don't know how many times, like in the Arizona game, they tr- they force deep passes, 
like they tried to get the deep ball because they knew that there was something off with their schemes that they just weren't getting where they're supposed to be going. So it was just wide open. Yeah. Yeah. And Jerry, like, Jerry's picked some good players. Yeah. But he's kind of dug the Cowboys into a hole with all these big contracts. And even, like, so I love the CD Lamb pick. Like, it's a great pick. But did they really need another receiver? Yeah, look when at they it. need they need corners. They look need offensive defense, line because yeah. their offensive line's getting old. Mm. I mean, they were one of the best offensive lines a few years ago, yeah, but two, now they're getting old. Ago, yeah. They're all hurt. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, they did get C- CD and then uh, ended up getting Trevon Diggs. Yeah, so. oh, Diggs was a great pick. Yeah, but yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll get to uh, Week Six recap. Stay tuned. All right, and we are back. Uh, doing some week six recapping. Uh, let's start off with the Titans uh, outlasting the Texans in overtime, 42-36. Uh, this one, pretty good game. Texans uh, put up a fight, was up. But uh, A.J. Brown gets a touchdown to send it into overtime. And then for some reason they didn't cover Derrick Henry, who uh, caught a pass and took it like 40-something yards, 50-something yards. And at that point it was basically over with them. Uh, Watson and the Texans dropped to 1-5. Uh, he had 335 yards, four touchdowns, no uh, turnovers. No, it was a good week to have in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, David Johnson goes for 57 yards and a touchdown. Will Fuller had uh, six receptions, 123 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jack, what does this mean for the Texans? I mean, they, I mean, at least they were competitive um, against a very quality Titans team. Yeah, I think it shows that um, that having Bill O'Brien out of there really gave them that morale boost that they kind of needed, I think. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've been playing just so much better. They were. Like, they, they competed so good against a really good Titans team. And, I mean, Titans had their dilemmas, I guess, but, I mean, they're still an outstanding team. So, I think it was really good for the Texans to kind of show that, hey, we can, we can compete. We could have beat them. Mm-hmm. Like we should have beat them. Yeah, they should have. But, you know, come uh, short. Um, and then uh, Tannehill and the Titans uh, go to 5-0. and um, I wasn't very high on the Titans going into the I season. How many rushing yards did Derrick Henry have? Hold on. Uh, but them going 5-0, and uh, no. They did. Uh, they lost their best O-lineman for the year, though. Yeah, uh, ACL. ACL, yeah. Just gonna hurt. I hate that, too. That's so sad. I hate when linemen get hurt like that because that's like, that's hard on them. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Tannehill goes for 364 yards, four touchdowns through a pick. Uh, Derrick Henry had two catches, 264 total yards, two touchdowns, and then uh, Anthony Ferkser, uh, Johnny Smith went out, so uh, he ended up having eight receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, A.J. Brown had two touchdowns and an important one to uh, send him into overtime. Uh, Reha, what do you think about the Titans? Can they uh, can they keep this up, playing this well? I bet you're happy I traded A.J. Brown, aren't you? I am very happy. <laughs> no. no, but, well, losing that left tackle, Taylor Long, that's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Cause he's their best offensive lineman. But I think they figured it out. I think Tannehill and Henry are playing at such a high level right now that... Do they restructure the line, you think? Like, do they just send in their backup left tackle, or do they move their next best lineman to left tackle? 
Well, I don't know because they drafted that tackle in the first round mm-hmm. from Georgia, and first he's on the COVID whatever, mm-hmm. then he got an OWI, mm-hmm. and he's only twenty. Cause he's like one of the youngest players in the draft, so I don't think he's even suiting up right now. So I don't know if they get him back and plug him in in that position. Maybe they say, hey, you're lucky, we need you. Yeah, because I mean, it was drafted in the first round. But you're getting a ton of cardio. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I think they'll just make do with what they can for now. But I think Tannehill and Henry are playing so well that I don't see him falling off. Yeah, Henry obviously playing well, and then uh, Tannehill having a QB rating, like, compare, like up there with Mahomes is just crazy. Make it makes it seem like it wasn't a fluke last year when they made a run at the AFC uh, championship. So yeah, and I remember like when he was in Miami, you know, every year like there was a ton of hype about him, and then he'd come out a couple games and be really good, and then he'd either get hurt or he'd just take a shit and then get hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like you know, I think he's always been way better than he's gotten to prove, but now he's got the actual coach to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude's an athlete, too. I don't know if you guys remember, but when he was at Texas A&M, he played receiver for like two or three years. Really? No shit. So I think he came in as quarterback, switched to receiver, started at receiver, and then moved back to quarterback for like his senior year. Hmm. So he's pretty raw. I mean, he's old. He's been in the NFL for a while, but semi-raw, I guess. He doesn't... Yeah. Hmm. I so think he's just getting it going him. now, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next game up, we got Colts come back uh, down twenty-one to beat the Bengals thirty-one twenty-seven. Uh, I mean, Joe Burrow that first half looked like an MVP candidate, and then uh, Colts came back. Defense straightened up. Uh, without Leonard too. Yeah, without Darius Leonard. Um, Colts go to uh, four and two. Rivers had three hundred seventy-one yards, three touchdowns, a pick. Played really well. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor, four catches, 115 uh, total yards. And Marcus Johnson had five catches for 108 yards. It would be really nice. Of, and I think they're getting a lot of people back. Uh, they are on by this next upcoming week, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have, like, Pittman back and Leonard will be back. Uh, isn't their left, could be back. Isn't their left tackle hurt? Yep. Yeah. Stonzo. So, I mean, this is a banged-up uh, Colts team that's not really talked about all that much. But uh, they played really well. And then Joe Burrow and the Bengals dropped to 1-4-1. and one. Uh, Burrow had 313 yards, only had a pick. Uh, Mixon goes for 54 rushing yards and a touchdown. T. Higgins, who's really coming on, um, had uh, six catches for 125 yards. Uh, Jack, with this uh, Bengals team, obviously the future is with Joe Burrow. Um, the offensive line is not good. No, He's getting They beat. keep Joe Burrow alive for the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be I, great for him. Yeah. I mean, honestly, is the one goal for the Bengals this year is just to keep him alive? I mean, I feel like it's got to be at this point seeing him have to do all that stuff just to try to get a play off. Mm-hmm. I'd be – I mean, it's got to be just frustrating as all could be for – Burrow to go from, you know, being so elite in, in college and then now having to work so hard just to be able to see the receivers or have time to see a route develop. Yeah. I just got to be fresh. Pull him when, like, the season's, like, basically done for the Bengals. You just want to save him for next year. 
what week are you like pulling them? I don't think they do. Not I at bet all. They don't. Oh, they're gonna leave him in there, get him, get him developed, get him used to, and let him see as much as he can, because that's the best way to get your experiences in game, really. That's a dangerous game, though. Oh yeah, it's dangerous, but I mean, that's what what do they got? What do they got? Yeah, fair enough. Would Uh, you pull him? I might, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I could see like last two or three games, maybe. Mm, Yeah, exactly. I I guess that makes sense. Week fifteen, they only have one win or two, couple wins. Mm Mm-hmm. Because obviously they're good, probably going to draft left tackle. I'm assuming the next draft. God, I hope so. And then Hopefully spend money. They just load up on Lemon. Yeah, that's what they should do. Well, I mean, if they uh, just draft two in this draft uh, and then spend some money uh, on some offensive linemen, this is one of probably the best offenses with the receiving core that they have. Joe Mixon is a great back, and then Joe Burrow being actually protected. Yeah, like I would draft two offensive linemen, and I just go defense. Yes. Yeah. If they can get their defense going. And just like hit a said, couple they have gems. Weapons. Yeah. And it's young, too. Yeah, they just need to get their O line and their defense going. And that should be a contender in that division. They, yeah. They're in a tough to division. Win. I mean, very tough. Uh, Falcons get first win against the Vikings, 40 to 23. Falcons looked really good in this one, uh, post Dan Quinn. Uh, they improved a one and five. Matt Ryan goes for 371 yards, four touchdowns. Gurley only had uh, 47 rushing yards, but Julio Jones eight receptions, 137 yards, and two touchdown. Um, yes, real. I saw a report that the Falcons might be shopping Matt Ryan and Jones. Real? I, I, I mean, deadline. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not in their best interest to be there. Hopefully, that's a respect thing from the Falcons that they've told them that, like, hey. The end of your career isn't going to be very useful here. Go to a contender. Yeah, I didn't know if you guys saw that, though. Like, I, I mean, I've heard, like, Matt Ryan to the Colts rumors. Mostly uh, every quarterback uh, rumor is about the Colts. I've heard, yeah, I've heard Dar- Darnold. I've heard Carson Wentz. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be so upsetting, though. Hmm. Oh, seeing Matt Ryan leave if he, if he does go to the Jets. Oh. Oh, yeah, that would be. That would be sad. That would be sad. It's not going to be good. Uh, can you imagine a package deal, though? Julio Jones and Matt Ryan to the Colts? That'd be nuts. And they don't have to give up, like, T.Y. Hilton or anything? They just give up, like, picks? Yeah, I would love that. But Julio, like, if they're actually shopping him, what do you guys think about Julio to the Packers? Oh, that'd be insane. Because they wouldn't, like, they'd probably have to give up a first-rounder. But, I mean, not gonna much be more a than that. first-rounder. Yeah. Steve Adams and Julio. Oh, God, I would love that. And I think they can afford him, actually. Because he only has one year left on his contract after this year. No. I don't know. I bet, I bet you they're going to be pretty tight. I think they're pretty tight on budget. Yeah. Especially when they're going to have to sign Aaron Jones. Yeah, that is true. Big deal. But, yeah, definitely interesting. Uh, Vikings fall to 1-5. Uh, and five. Kirk Cousins goes for uh, – 343 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. Uh, Alexander Madison had 26 rushing yards. Not exactly what you want from the backup to Dalvin Cook. But then uh, Justin Jefferson goes for nine receptions, 166 yards, two touchdowns. Adam Thielen uh, got a pick at the end. Uh, Jack, this uh, Minnesota offense. I mean, Kirk Cousins is trying to do all that he can. Yeah. Uh, especially without Dalvin Cook, how much is it a struggle? I mean, that's going to be horrible because I feel like their offense is obviously 
they want to run the ball. Like, you know, same with, like, the Titans. Mm-hmm. They want to run the ball. The when Browns. They, when, they want, when they can pass it, they're going to pass it. But, yeah, like, the Browns. I mean, that's how they did it last year, the last couple of years, and that was with Stefanski. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he's doing in Cleveland. Yep. That's why he's averaging, like, 180 yard, rushing yards a game there. But, like, you come in now, I mean, like, you got a new offensive coordinator there. That's It's tough to adjust for a quarterback to go into a new system, for a whole team to adjust a new system, especially when, you know, it's not, like, like extremely experienced players. Yeah. Uh, you got anything to add, Rao? No, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Going off. Yeah, he looks really good. It's like a win-win for the Bills and the Vikings in that trade. Is no, he, it really is. Is he the best rookie receiver, Justin Jefferson? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, I had him, like, rookie of the year our mid-quarter yeah. season. Yeah. I had C.D. Lamb, and then yeah, Jefferson has really taken off. So, uh, Next up, we got the Broncos stunned the Patriots, 18-12. to 12. Uh, Drew Locke and the Broncos. Drew Locke coming back. Uh, they moved to two and three on the year. He threw for 189 yards, two picks. Uh, Lindsey goes for 101 rushing yards. Tim Patrick had four catches for 101 yards, and then uh, the only that scored, McManus had six field goals. Basically, put the team on his back for the brand. Yeah, that game. <laughs> I, I feel like Locks probably still kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. It's probably tough for him to go back in there. Yeah, and, and like especially if as bad as they looked. And they Still. didn't have Sutton or Fant. Did Gordon play? No. Nope. I can't the OWI. I didn't know if. Well, he might. He also missed practice this week because of an illness too, unrelated uh, to COVID. So I don't know which one it was. I mean, thank God they had Lindsey back. Yeah. I don't know. I think that the Drew Locke situation. I mean, you know, coming back to and then playing against the defense like the Patriots, who are always going to bait. They're gonna like they study quarterbacks. They're gonna make them make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And Especially he's a, young ones. Like and he's a, he's young and he's coming off an injury. He's played in a few weeks, so I think that was a really tough game to come back to. So I think he'll bounce back real well this next week. Yeah. Uh, Patriots dropped to uh, two and three on the year. Cam Newton goes for 157 yards, two picks. Uh, he led the team in rushing with 76 yards and a touchdown. And then James White was the leading receiver with eight catches and 65 yards. Offense looked out of whack. Uh, Reha, are you nervous about the Patriots? No, they'll figure it out. I think they'll eventually they'll have a winning record by the time the year's over. Make the playoffs? I think so. All right. So don't don't worry, New England fans. As long as their defense keeps playing well and Cam gets his groove again. Because mm-hmm. I think the whole COVID situation messed up yeah. everything. Yeah. He couldn't practice, couldn't. Although the Titans did look better coming out of that, but still, I think it's probably tough for a new quarterback like Cam going into that. And you got Vrabel, that's that's a player. He's going to get his guys fired back up. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't see Bill Belichick really hyping his guys up. Yeah, well, you had the COVID. Uh, you just got to go out there and do your job. Go out there and play some football. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Giants get first win over Washington football team, 20-19. to 19. Uh Giants really secured this one when they had a scoop and score to win the game. I was waiting all week to play. Say that. Fun, Jacob. Kyle Allen goes for uh, 280 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. McLaurin had seven receptions for 74 yards. Uh, Riverboat Ron lived up to the name, went for two uh, to get the win. Didn't get it. Fuck it, I love it. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Hey, you're a 
one four football team. Yeah, you're not gonna make the playoffs. You might as well. Hey, they could still win that division. <laughs> that is very true, Jacob. <laughs> um, so where do you guys think Haskins ends up? If he gets traded, if he does, but what do you think I, the situation I still is? have a hard. But time. Obviously, he's not welcomed in Washington. I, I still have a hard time believing that they're picking Kyle Allen over Dwayne Haskins. It has to be something. I mean, he brought him over from the Panthers. Yeah. Well, they yeah. And they say, like, the owner, Snyder's kid, went to high school with Haskins or something, and Snyder really pushed for the Washington football team to draft Haskins mm-hmm. in the first round. And the, I don't know if the coaches actually believed in him. I think that's what the owner wanted. Really? But that is interesting. I haven't yeah, that. Yeah, but Haskins, like we talked about, I thought he he didn't look terrible no. in the games he played. So oh, is he like for sure being shopped then? I don't think it's official. Because what I under like what I, I was he, he assuming was that I mean, bum down a third string, don't play him the rest of the year. That's fine. But I, I was assuming that it was probably like a preservation. Like, hey, we're not getting this done the way we need to. We I, need to learn this offense better. We need you to not get hurt. We need you to come out next year and be the guy. My understanding of it was that they didn't expect the NFC East to be so bad. And with Haskins not really knowing the offense, they put Kyle Allen in, who's familiar with it, with being with Ron Rivera uh, in Carolina. So that gave them the best chance to win games. Well, I heard it. I also heard his personality problems. Mm. Yeah, I've also heard that. that Leadership problems, I'll say. Like his team's celebrating he's over doing something else. Yeah. Fucking round. He just needs to mature. I don't. Yeah, that's what I don't think he's necessarily a bad quarterback. I just yeah. think he needs he to, needs to uh, become a team leader. Yeah. Uh, then Giants obviously get the first win. Go to one five. Daniel Jones threw for 112 yards, a pick, a touchdown. Uh, also had seven carries for 74 yards. Darius Slayton had two receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. Offense didn't have to do a lot. They had a defensive score. Um, so offense still not looking great, but hey, what can you do? Uh, next game up, we got the Ravens avoid uh, Eagles comeback, thirty twenty-eight. Philly missed a two-point conversion to tie it up. Uh, what do you think about that play call? The two-point conversion? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they were down too, so made sense. No, I mean like the actual play. Oh, um, uh, I can't even remember. The read option. Ugh. And you know what's shitty that I kind of feel bad for Carson Wentz is that he he decided to pull the ball and was going to take it himself. Because there was a huge hole there. And then his full pack ran right through it and tripped him up. Oh, no. Like, he would have basically walked in. Well, he wouldn't have walked in, but he would have gotten in. Yeah. It's just like, that's upsetting. I feel bad for him because yeah, Ravens shit on so much. Ravens were up uh, quite a bit. They kind of screwed me because I took the spread on that game. <laughs> uh, but uh, they improved to 5-1. Lamar Jackson threw for 186 yards, a touchdown. Uh, led the team in rushing with nine carries for 108 yards and a touchdown. Hollywood Brown goes for four catches, 57 yards. Uh, Reha, with the Ravens offense, it's not the same. No, I don't know what it is. It's just... Yeah. I mean, I it's Marshall Yonder retiring, and he was on top of his game, even as old as he was last year. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ingram doesn't seem like the same back. Uh, they aren't getting great production. As, I mean, Mark Andrews, uh, besides the touchdowns that he's getting, he's not really producing uh, yardage or third down conversions. Um, and then Lamar Jackson, besides his rushing, he doesn't look great as a passer either. I, I know. I think what they need is probably another wide receiver mm-hmm. to take. Because 
Hollywood Brown, he's a big play guy, you know. I think they need someone to take some pressure off of him. You're only going to get a couple of those a game. I yeah. Mean, you're not going to be able to just throw that consistently. That's just That would be ludicrous. I know. He's not a 7-8 catch guy. Yeah. He's, you know. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he's four to six catches for 107 yards and touchdown. Yeah. They need someone that can consistently run good routes, get open for Lamar to find him, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the Eagles dropped to 1-4-1. One, and one. Uh, Carson Wentz probably looked the best that he had during the comeback. Uh, he had 213 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, also added 50 rushing yards for a rushing touchdown. Uh, Miles Sanders gets nine carries for 118 yards, uh, but he did end up hurting his knee. So we'll probably see either Boston Scott or Corey Clement um, this Thursday for their game against the Giants, which should be okay. Yeah. I don't know, though. With, with the way they ended that game, I think that they're going to be like, hey, we can do this. Let's yeah. let's play some football. Who is this Fulgaman receiver? Travis Fulgham had yeah. uh, six receptions for 75 yards and a touchdown. Big he, game last week, too. Yeah, he is balling out. Is he a rookie or what? No, he's like a third-year guy, fourth-year guy, but he has like kind of a similar story as like Raheem Mostert where he he's bounced around a few teams, oh. and then he was on the practice squad. They called him up, and then he finally got his chance to play, and then... He's taking advantage of it now. Even like a Lazard situation. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You just work your ass off for that spot, and then you get Once the opportunity comes. Yeah. yeah. He's doing well. Now he's got like a defined role on the team, so good for him. Yeah. Uh, Steelers destroy Browns 38-7. to Pretty sure, I mean, if you watch this game, you know that uh, Big Ben was like 22-2-1 against the Browns all time. Now he's 23-2-1. and uh, But, yeah. Total slaughtering. Baker looked like crap. Mapletron. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Mapletron. Air uh, Canada. Yeah. So the Steelers improved to five and zero. Big Ben goes for 162 yards and the touchdown. Didn't have to throw it much. Um, game was decided pretty quickly. Uh, James Conner goes for 101 rushing yards and a touchdown. Chase Claypool, a.k.a. Mapletron, goes for four receptions, 74 yards, a rushing touchdown. And James Washington also added in a touchdown. Jack, with this uh, Steelers clicking the way they are, defense looks great. Uh, Big Ben's just doing... I mean, he's not doing Big Ben things. He's not really... But he's getting them what they need to do. Well, yeah, he's doing enough for them to win and win convincingly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm excited to see when they're actually. Yeah, I would say if they, if they can, if they get, if they go up against a good team and their defense can perform the way that they did, or they have been, you know, they're definitely, I think, a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, the way uh, they've been playing, like that's just outstanding defense. That's insane. Yeah, they look great. Yeah. It sucks they lost Devin Bush for the year, but yeah, yeah that's that a big bad. loss. That was sad. Tomlin will figure it out. Yeah. Oh my god, that, that backup that came in for him was just fucking rocking people. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. Historically, like I've always hated the Steelers, but for some reason this year they're, fan of them. they're a feel good story. They are. And I like the players they have. Once they get Deontay Johnson back too, like fully healthy. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's gonna start going off. Yeah. Uh they will be tested uh for week seven when they face the Tennessee Titans, so Yeah, I'll be curious to see that matchup, like run game wise, because the Steelers run a lot of rush blitzes mm-hmm. when they normally get home for a sack or something, because it ends up being they'll check out and try to throw it. But I'll be curious to see if they can contain Henry, which I bet you they will. I think they will be able to. Mm. It'll be interesting to see if they can make Ryan Tannehill look a little sloppy the way he's been just on point lately. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. That'll be interesting. Well, for sure. 
Uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns dropped four and two. Uh, May- Mayfield goes for one nineteen, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, he either got benched or got hurt because he Casey- had his bruised ribs going into yeah. it. And I think they were like, "Hey, this game's this game's over. We lost this one. Why don't you just rest? Make sure you don't hurt these anymore." Yeah, uh, that's what my guess was too. But uh, Case Keenum got to go in and play. Uh, Kareem Hunt had two catches, 57 total yards. Hooper had five catches for 52 yards. It wasn't good by the Browns. Hooper was getting banged around, too. I've never seen a tight end get just hit like that. That was was kind of astonishing. (laughs) Steelers fucking. They hit. They They hit. hit hard. Uh, Next up, we got the Lions dominate the Jags 34 to 16. Um,. Jags kind of go to uh, 1-5 with the loss. Minshew had 243 yards, a touchdown, a pick. Uh, He also had a rushing touchdown. James Robinson has four catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Keenan Cole goes for six catches and 143 yards. Uh, Riha, what's kind of the goal for the Jaguars moving forward? Um, They're not winning games. I mean, are they right back into where we thought they were uh, before the Week 1 victory against the Colts, that they're in the Trevor Lawrence race yeah i kind of think it's that way i think going forward it's just about developing all their young players james robinson um kaisan cj henderson yeah josh allen but i mean their stat lines for all the players are really good every week yeah i just it's not finishing it's not there i think you know they'll finish the year out maybe make a coaching change Mm -hmm. let their young guys develop draft Free agency. Free agency, yeah. Although Menchie's playing well, I'm assuming they're going to get a quarterback yeah. to replace him for next year. Yeah, Menchie's kind of got the vibes of the Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh McCown, kind of go to team to team, whoever needs me. But I'll tell you, he's going to be a great backup, and it'll probably be a 15-year. maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, that. I mean, Watch could, him win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That'd be nuts. He could be like a 15- to 20-year NFL backup like a McCown or a Fitzmagic, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's not crazy, I think. The new swag lord enters. <laughs> uh, Lions improved to 2-3 and three on the year. Stafford goes for 223 yards, a touchdown, a pick. Uh, DeAndre Swift got his uh, production going with 116 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Adrian Peterson added a touchdown. And then uh, Galladay goes for four catches and 105 yards. Jack, this Detroit team, I mean, they played really well. Um, it wasn't against the greatest competition, but... Uh, What's kind of the Lions' future, and do you think do you think a performance like this uh, is kind of saying like, hey, maybe maybe they're actually fighting for Matt Patricia's job? Maybe I think that a lot of it had to do with them facing uh, a defense that's not so good, mm-hmm. not the not the best defense by any means, and I think it allowed them to kind of get a little bit more creative with their play calling. And I think that's why, I mean, they were they finally allowed uh, Swift to really show them what he can do. And I don't know, I hope that moving forward they they let him loose because, I mean, they've I know I've heard from, like, the beginning of the season, they, they like, all the teammates are like, this is, like, the most talented, physically gifted guy we've ever seen in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, like, why wouldn't you just give him the ball in space and let him let go him to do work? His thing. Yeah. yeah, he must be getting fully recovered. Yeah. 
he's injured all. He keeps game. getting more and more touches. Yeah. And what better guy to learn under than Adrian Peterson? Yeah. So maybe that's why they say, brought APN. I know we were all like, why the fuck would they bring Peterson? In? Oh, I wasn't happy. But maybe they're just you know letting him teach him the ropes or everything. Yeah, you know? I feel like I feel like this might be kind of mean to say, in a way, but playing Andrew Swift, you know, like watching those first couple games, he just kind of had miscues. Like, like I know, like that drop for the game-winning touchdown in the Bears game, but I just mean, like, running the wrong routes, just kind of not being present in the game mentally. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me just think, like, maybe he doesn't have, like, that great of football IQ, and he just needs to be coached up on some things and yeah. learn how to play professionally, and then maybe he'll just take over and be a great running back, which I'm assuming is going to happen. But Yeah, yeah, totally fair. Because he looks sharp there. Uh, here we go. We got the Dolphins beat the Jets 24-0. Blowout. Um, I mean, we talk about the Jets enough. They're owing sex people. We should talk about them more, how terrible they are. We should talk about how they should talk about Adam Gates. fire that how goddamn great idiot. Coach he is. <laughs> oh, my Everybody gosh. just calm down. <laughs> is this uh, the worst football team ever? I'm pretty sure I said this every podcast we have. It's got to be. Like, At this point... They weren't even putting up a fight. I don't know. I used to hate Sam Darnold, but now I almost feel bad for him. Oh, I feel terrible for him. Because maybe he isn't that bad. Maybe it's just that bad of a team in coaching. Yeah. And now Joe Flacco's got pushed into it. And yeah. He's like, I don't want to do this. I want a Super Bowl. I don't want to be on this team. <laughs> do you not know me? I want a Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, they dropped to 0-6. I didn't even write any stats down. I don't. I, I, it wasn't good. You know what's sad though? Hmm. That Fitzpatrick beat a team twenty-four to zero and then gets fired. Don't even bring it up. Dolphin. Salty about that? I'm I am. So mad. I know. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm a big Fitz Magic guy. I like how he fucking puts his head down. Anything for the first down. I mean, if there's anybody that's gonna get you fired up on a field when he gets hit, he gets up smiling, chomping on some gum with that beard. Yeah. That doesn't make you just be like, oh, I want to play football with this guy. I want to do whatever I can to help him succeed mm-hmm. because he's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Dolphins improved to 3-3, three and three, second in the AFC East. Uh, Fitzmagic goes for 191 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Miles Gaskins has uh, 91 rushing yards. And, yeah, Tua played. He was 2 of 2 uh, at the end of the game. I think it was like for 11 yards, 9 yards, something like that. Yeah. Hey, let's make him starting quarterback. Uh <laughs> Next game up, we got uh, Bears defeat Panthers 23-16. Uh, Bears improved to 5-1 on the year. Foles goes for 198 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Montgomery gets 58 rushing yards. Uh, Cole Komet got his first touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they keep finding ways to win, Rio. Okay, is this the worst 5-1 team you've ever seen? Yes. Or are they the best 5-1 because they keep grinding out Yeah, victory. that is true. I don't understand it. Hey. No. If you can if you can win ugly, and in close games, yeah, that is true. I just don't under I just can't put my mind around it. How they're five and one? I don't know. Because I've watched several of their games, and and now they are leading uh, the AFC or NFC North. What's gonna happen though? I think is they're gonna take like the next loss that they have. I think that kills it, and I think that they just go on a losing streak for a little bit. Yeah, I mean honestly, I really I hope it, I hope they don't because I honestly I like Matt Nagy. But that's about it. Yeah. And I want to see David Montgomery do well, obviously. 
Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Panthers go to three and three on the year. Uh, Bridgewater not a good performance. Two hundred sixty yards uh, pick. Mike Davis has fifty two rushing yards and a touchdown. GJ Moore uh, finally gets it kind of going with uh, five receptions for ninety three yards. Uh, Jack, the Panthers uh, kind of offense uh, with the like the return of Christian McCaffrey coming back. Do you think it helps them hurt them? Or is the ceiling even higher with the with uh, Christian coming back, I mean, yeah, I think it goes up. I think it goes up. I mean, not substantially, but but a little bit for sure. Because mm-hmm. you know, I mean, now that Mike Davis has proven himself, I mean, you can allow yourself to kind of lighten the load on McCaffrey too, especially coming back from a high ankle sprain. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to just load him like you did last year in every game. Yeah, yeah I think he had like fifty-two percent of the touches. Yeah, ridiculous. And like, probably over sixty percent of the total yards of offense. Oh, yeah, last sure. year was kind of ridiculous because they weren't good and they're giving him all these touches. Like, what do you just want to kill his career? Yeah. Running backs, that's a short window. And then they're like, uh, uh, we know we drove you to the ground. Hey, here's a five year. Yeah. I mean, they rewarded him. Yeah. So, I mean, that's Rightfully always good. So. Like, I he think deserved I, every penny of that. I do think that the, the one thing that's really going to help them when he comes back is having um, Bridgewater have more games under his belt with mm-hmm. a new rookie head coach. Yeah, and it's going to obviously help them a lot. And the team's winning games, and they're like, "Hey, our best player is not even on." And now they're showing like, the "Hey, field yet. we can we can give you the ball, and you can do your thing, but you don't have to do it all by yourself." Like, we can find the help. Like, we know how to help you now. Like, yeah, we can contribute a little bit more than we've been. Yeah, those are two interesting teams: Bears and Panthers. Uh, let's go to the Bucks crushing the Packers, thirty-eight to ten. Jack, you are obviously a Packers fan. Um, Packers drop to four and one. Rodgers goes for 160 yards and two picks. I've at, never seen that happen. Before, I don't think. Exclamation points on the stat sheet. <laughs> uh, Aaron Jones three catches, 41 total yards, and a touchdown. Not a great game from him. And then also uh, Devontae Adams six receptions for 61 yards. Uh, they went out to a quick uh, 10 point lead, then 38 straight points by the Bucks. Um, mostly. I mean, it was Aaron Rodgers' pick six that kind of got the Bucks going, seemed like. Oh, yeah. Um, and then like on the next possession, I believe, uh, is it time to worry? No. No, it was one of those, I don't know why this always happens. I feel like, you know, they came out and they were doing great. Like, they were moving the ball, having fun, mm-hmm. playing like they have been. Then one thing happened that didn't go their way, and then the team just kind of gave up. Yeah. And it was so frustrating. Because, I mean, like, yeah, that, that pick six, I mean, that was a really that was just a really good play on Dean's part. Just didn't see him, I guess. I don't know. He yeah. undercut it really well. But then you come back next drive, you throw it once, then you throw it the next time, and you get another pick off the hands of your best receiver. Mm-hmm. Then it's just got to be like, okay – what the hell's going on now? And then I feel like the whole team just kind of, like, the defense even gave up. Because, I mean, you know, offense, defense, they feed off each other. <laughs> that When that happened, I think the whole team just kind of gave up, and they just weren't allowing themselves to even get motivated to come back. Like, they didn't want it at that point. Yeah. And then you saw the Bucks were just all hyped. They were yeah, like, they loved this. it. Fuck this, Very we're going to ram up. it down your throat now. Yeah. I think really that was... Honestly, I know they lost, but it was more beneficial for the Packers. Yeah, show them like, hey, get reality you, check. like, hey, you know, there are teams that are cutting them out. They're mm-hmm. going to do stuff against you that isn't going to go your way. You need to bounce back, though. Hopefully, 
LaFleur can learn from this especially and be able to motivate his team more after something like that happens. Get him yeah. back in the game, make him in the right mindset, just move the ball lightly. Because, I mean, like, you you throw two picks, throw some short little check passes, don't allow the pass rush to just kill you like that too, especially when your best offensive lineman goes goes down. I mean, that was yeah, that was also terrible. What's the word on his injury? Is it all I all I saw? I haven't really checked on it at all. I just saw it was a chest injury, so I'm I'm gonna check it right now actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, going against an undefeated team like that, uh, once those Bucks smelled the blood, uh, I mean, they feasted off of it. So I mean, a lot of credit to the Bucks for doing that. Um, also, do you think uh, Sue got an Aaron Rodgers head, Jack? Um, and do you hate him? Yeah, I fucking hate him. <laughs> I hate him, but I don't think that I. I watched uh, the interview with Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah, so I was gonna ask you if and, you saw that. Yeah, That's hilarious. And he he kind of explained the situation. It was hilarious <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that that interaction was like uh, Rodgers like, hey, we need to have a talk, and Sue said. I'll see you after the game. And Rodgers was meaning like let's have a cordial, let's 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 bury this beef mm-hmm. and move on from it. And and I think that the misinterpretation on Sue's part was like, you wanna you wanna go? Like you wanna fight? Oh my god. <laughs> and, and, like, and he's talking about how they're like might get together for a business. Yeah, like like for a business for like Sue's promotion thing Buffett or something. Or yeah. something. Hmm. Warren Sapp. I think it's Warren Buffett. Is it Warren Buffett? Yeah, because he's from Nebraska. Oh, shit. Sue, yeah, I went to Nebraska, so they do some business together. Oh. Yeah, so I, I thought that was hilarious. That is interesting. Like, like, why the hell would Aaron Rodgers ever say that to you? Look at how fucking scary you look like in the NFL, man. <laughs> yeah. um, Aaron Rodgers' touchdown celebration. Yeah, three That club. was awesome. <laughs> if you want to count it. He said, and "There's a fight going on, too. Yeah, he, said, <laughs> he said that like he was all prepared to do it when he got the touchdown, and then... Like, he got up, and then he looked over, and, and they were kind of fighting over there. And he was like, well, I mean, the only guy that's running down is my backup quarterback, Sue Boyle. He's like, so I went ahead and went for it anyway. I just did it by myself. And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. I mean, r- tough loss, but still. Um, it had to happen, I mean. had to happen. Not like they were going to go 19-0. No. No. Uh, then Brady and the Bucks go four and two. He had 166 yards, two touchdowns. They didn't have to do too much uh, through the air. Ronald Still looked jo- good though. He did. Ronald Jones goes uh, 113 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Gronk five catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Rhea, we looking at a uh, new Gronk? Did he finally get into game shape? I'll tell you right now, Gronk is back. Ooh, yes, love to hear it's just it. Just the beginning. Oh. Uh, we won't get too much into the Buccaneers game. Four uh, two. They got a good running game going. They've got regardless of who's in there. Yeah, the Bucks can run the ball. I think Ronald Jones is so. Un- I I actually said that from the beginning. I drafted him. I fucking sat him this week because he he was playing the Packers, and I figured if I play him, then of course he's going to go off. He went off anyway, <laughs> so it didn't matter. I should have just played him. I knew the Packers had a shit run defense, but yeah. Um, let's uh, skip to uh, Sunday night game. We got the 49ers beat the Rams. 24-60. I didn't watch a lot of this game. It was kind of... I, 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 watched, I watched quite a bit of it. Yeah. Um, Rams should have won that, in my opinion. Really? Uh, well, 
Rams drop to a four and two. Jared Goff gets 198 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. Henderson had 88 rushing yards. Higby goes for uh, three receptions for 56 yards, and Woods had a touchdown. Uh, kind of give me your thoughts on the Rams. Um, I mean, were they just not in the groove? Yeah, just were 49ers doing things that no just mistakes on the Rams part. They, I saw them in the red zone twice, where Cooper Cup dropped a touchdown. Mm. Just right off the finger, perfect pass by Goff. Then another one where when he threw the pick, um, they did. Yeah, it was just kind of um, back corner of the end zone. Then they had an underneath route, and the guy that was doing the underneath route was reading his eyes and just dropped and snagged it for the pick. And I mean, like those those are two scores that got pulled for that they should have had. And I mean, you take those two scores, they should have they should have won that game, I think. Yeah. No, I agree if you could They move the ball well on offense. Yeah. I don't no, know. I thought the Rams probably should have won. But going to the 49ers, I mean, things looked all pretty good for their offense. Jimmy G looked good again. Yeah. And then another thing was Trent Williams. How dominant he was. Funny. He was taking Aaron Donald one-on-one and destroying him. Destroying him. Yeah, like he like he was handling He handled him well. Yeah. And which Trent Williams they was super moved, dominant. They moved him though. They were yeah. moving Donald all over the line, trying yeah. to get him freed up. Couldn't do it. Every time he's on Trent, Trent just one-on-one. Usually you don't block Donald one-on-one. No. No. You either no. double-team, you get chip someone. But, but yeah, I mean, that's a good sign. Did Yeah, 49ers improved to 3-3. Three and three. I'll get right back to it. I'll, I'll just get the stat line out. Uh, Jimmy G goes for 368 yards and three touchdowns. Mostert goes for 65 total yards. And uh, he's hurt. Possibly headed to the IR with a high ankle sprain. We'll see Jerick McKinnon back in. Uh, George Kittle goes for seven catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Three and three. Uh, right back in the playoff contention. I mean, honestly, all three wild card spots could be the NFC West. Not crazy to That's think the about. best division of football right now. Oh, for sure. Uh, Jack, what were you going to add? I was just going to ask the Moster, how did he re-injure? Yeah, uh, I don't know if he re-injured. I think the first one was the first one his ankle. This one was his knee, wasn't it? No, he has a high ankle sprain now. Oh. High ankle sprains are terrible. Mm-hmm. Worse than a break. Yeah, so he's probably going to go on IR at least out for three more weeks. Hmm, I think I still have McKinnon. Oh. You want McKinnon? Mm. Give you a bargain. What league do you got him in? Barn. I don't know if you do. I think I might have picked him up. Did I drop him? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll go to uh, the mo- Monday night doubleheader. Uh, Chiefs down Bills 26-17. Uh, Chiefs go to 5-1. Mahomes had 225 yards, two touchdowns. Hilaire broke out, 161 rushing yards. He looked great. He was bursting out uh, every rush he got. He really came to play. And that's a good sign for him moving forward, especially with fantasy owners. He's definitely going to get the touches. Yeah. Um, Did you guys know the H is silent? In his last name. It, it is Elair. Yep, he tweeted it. He said, I don't know what he tweeted. Something, something silent, like the H in Elair. Mm. I've always wondered that. Same. I, I keep. I, call, I, like, I always call him Hilaire. Yeah. Uh, and then it's Kelsey, hilarious. And then uh, Kelsey goes for two touchdowns. Shut up. Uh, Bills go to 4 and 2. Josh Allen, 122 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. Uh, season low on 122. Rainy game. Yards. What? Rainy game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, some hits. Yeah, he's, he's running hard though. He's pop up. Is it Frank Clark that was getting the damage done on that? Yeah, Frank Clark 
really Assessive got some pressure on yeah. that. He had a great game. Uh, Josh Allen also had eight rushes for 42 yards. Uh, Stephon Diggs, six catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown. The usual game he's been having this year as the Bills. Uh, Jack, what was kind of your takeaway from this game? Uh, I think this would have been a completely different game had Josh Allen come out sharp. I mean, that first drive, he missed a couple passes. Then on the third pass of the game, it bounced right off of John Brown's face mask. I mean, you start out like that. I mean, that's it's hard to work your way back mm-hmm. in and build yourself back up from that. But, I mean, they still fought. Yeah. Especially but, as young as he is. Yeah, I thought it was weird. I didn't, never realized how many designed outside quarterback runs there are from, like, under center. Mm, he yeah. had, like, three runs that were under center where he pulled it up, did a fake, and then looped like a, like what would have been like a, a rollout or bootleg, but he would it was a design run. I, I feel like they need to be more careful with, with him. him. yeah. I mean, uh, granted, he's a great athlete, but... But, I mean, anybody can get hurt. But he can also throw the ball in the pocket. Why not just... Yeah. If he needs to run when he's throwing... Yeah, and then run, he, he had one where he rolled out. It was a design run, and then he rolled out and got stopped behind the line, and then he looked up like he was going to throw it. Nobody's on a route. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, Jesus, man. That's kind of stuff that Josh Allen does. He though, wants that he's to young. make the big plays. Mm. He's always looking to extend it. That like playoff that. game. Of, when he year. pitched well, Yeah, he pitched it for no fucking reason. We're like, oh, this guy's a fucking baller. I want to play with this guy. I uh, a young Brock Purdy. But yeah. yeah. Uh, Chiefs looked good. Uh, obviously why they're one of the Super Bowl favorites. Anything to add about the Chiefs? They're good. Yeah, they're showed great. them showed showed the diversity that they have in that team for mm-hmm. offense and defense. Like they, if they need to run it, they can run it. Yeah. Which is Yeah, great. I'm glad that they got the run offense going. Uh, and then last game of our uh, week six week six recap, we have the Cardinals uh, crushing the Cowboys thirty eight to ten. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Cowboys dropped two and four. Andy Dalton in his Cowboys starting debut, fifty-four pass attempts. <laughs> they, they didn't ease him in. That's a tough. Yeah, that's tough for him. Uh, Imagine how sore he was. <laughs> he had two hundred sixty yards. Hurting. <laughs> Red Rocket. Uh, two hundred sixty-six yards. A touchdown. Two picks. Uh, Zeke Elliott had eight catches, uh, thirty-one yards on those uh, catches, forty-six rushing yards, two fumbles lost. Which really hurt the Cowboys. Back to back drives too, wasn't it? Yeah, that hurt them early on. That's when went down fourteen zero, I think, off his fumbles. Yeah, and then Amari uh, Cooper seven catches, seventy nine yards, uh, got a touchdown late in the game. Okay, it really his. didn't matter. Yeah, always will. Uh, and then the Cardinals improved four and two. Kyler Murray has a hundred and. 88 yards, two touchdowns, also had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Kenyon Drake finally goes off, 164 yards and two touchdowns. That's good to see Kenyon Drake actually producing this year. And then Christian Kirk goes for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, what was your thought about this game, Rehal? You know, I wasn't expecting that big of a blowout. Yeah. I thought Dalton would come in and hold his own, but obviously Cowboys not looking good. No. Things are not looking good. Is it uh, Philly's division to lose? I would say so at this point. Yeah. Not even in our preseason deals, I had Cowboys going 14-2. and two. I definitely th- did not think this was going to be how it was going for them. No, I thought this was here. But yeah. I mean, I also never expected this defense to be like that. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Do you I guys have anything else to add to uh, recaps? Um. No. All right. Well, uh, that will do it for our week six recaps. And now on the phone we have uh, Zach Twink Broca. 
Uh, Twink, we got a couple things to discuss. First of all, uh, the promotion hit. You got a TV pl- playing in the background? Yeah, I didn't expect a phone call. Let me pause it. Well, I told you I was calling you. They didn't give me a heads up. <laughs> uh, first of all, your uh, promotion uh, hit. We got the followers on Twitter. Well done. Now you have to, uh, and as your reward, uh, we get to send you through a table, Bill's Mafia style. Uh, how are you kind of feeling about that? Uh, I'm pretty pumped up and watching the film this week on some Bill's Mafia stuff. <laughs> um, trying to, you know, figure out how I want to stick the landing so I don't break anything because I am getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, best way to break a table, I guess. So I'll just keep my nose in the film book and see where it goes. What kind of tables you been watching? Like, what kind of table do you prefer? Uh, oh, you know, wood, pine, cedar, plastic, glass. Cedar? We could do cedar. Glass? I, don't I want a glass, glass table. <laughs> hey, can I drop kick you into it? I don't, want a, I don't want a glass table, but can I drop kick you into the table? Maybe that could be the next promotion. Okay. All right. Maybe. Uh, and then I'm gonna launch myself. The other thing that we wanted to talk to you about, uh, Twink, is that uh, for a second week in a row, your lock of the week uh, did not hit. You had Falcons in uh, week five, and then week six. Actually, the Falcons did win, but then you went Washington Football Team. Uh, only lost by one point. Uh, I mean, are you getting discouraged, or are you gonna just keep going out there and uh, throwing out some names? Uh, after this second loss in a row, I think we're going to step back for a second reevaluate. Um, we're not going to get discouraged. We're just going to go up from here, though. Always looking to improve? Yep. It was a heartbreaker this last one, but, you know, we can only get better. Hey, uh, the one good thing that uh, can be made from that Giants-Washington uh, game is that the, the play of the game was a uh, Giants scoop and score for the win. So, good for uh, the brand of the podcast. Hey, that, that shout out for you the podcast from the Giants? Yeah, was, they said, fuck you, Twink. Well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, next episode we will be getting your uh, new lock of the week. Uh, those listening right now, stay tuned. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to do it for the show. You guys have anything to add? Awesome. Uh, you want to give us your uh, catchphrase before we let you go? That's the skinny, that's the scoop, that's the way it is. I love it. Thanks for coming on, Twink. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, that does it for the show. Thank you guys for coming to the studio, hanging out, talking some football. Love to do it. Always fun. Always fun. You you guys have anything to add? No. How about this weather? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this weather. Uh, Jack? New Pie Football Rules. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is uh, Reha, Jack, and Jacob signing off. Thank you for listening.